the top five Minnesota Gophers players in the 2023 season that won't get enough national media attention. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And we're kicking it off with a little top five list on a Monday here with Locked On Golden Gophers Championship Monday with the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. So we are going to be talking about, you know, some national media attention, the players who have been diamonds on those broadcasts and whatnot. We're also going to talk about what to look for in this week's spring practice, things we need to see, and so much more. So be sure to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, so that way you don't miss out on future episodes, and definitely hit subscribe over on YouTube where we're building that community up now, we're going to have some fun topics throughout this offseason. We're going to talk about the impact Chris Ottman Bell has throughout this offseason and what his seventh year means for the Gophers. We're going to talk about players who are under-recruited but over-performers in the P.J. Fleck era, along with is Wisconsin getting overhyped? Those are some of the topics that we'll talk about here in the next week or so. So definitely be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of that goodness. But first, let's talk about this spring practice that's coming up tomorrow. In fact, we've got that other spring practice coming up tomorrow, and it is open to the media and the public once again. And that is Tuesday, April 4th at 5.15 p.m. So definitely show out to the Athletes Village where you can catch that practice for free. Now, things we're going to be continuing to look out for here at Lockdown Golden Gophers when heading into this spring practice is a handful of things. We're going to be looking for the reps and the wide receiver combinations that are continuing to get more looks with the ones. Who's working with Ethan more often? Who is getting into certain positions, the outside, the slot, the X, the Y? Where are they coming the most? Where are they taking the most reps from who is seeing opportunities there. That's what we're really going to start taking note of and diving in on for the wide receivers group. Then you move over to the offensive line and is Quinn Carroll and Martez Lewis continuing to really hone in on the ones at the right guard and the right tackle. I personally would love to see that. I liked what we saw briefly last week and I love just the thought process of that because both of those guys could be great in that right side of the line in tandem next to each other. So I'm hoping we continue to see that and see if they get a majority of the snaps with the ones in that combination, along with who is playing the left guard the most, who is getting more opportunities and who is creeping up maybe in opportunities, who is getting a shot there. So those are the spots we're kind of looking at on the line. I know we'll look at the center as well, but the center seems to be closer to a decision than any of the others because there's less options there. There's only three players that they're really truly taking center snaps. And even the third one, Cade McConnell, isn't taking a whole bunch of center snaps. So I think it comes down to Bo and Shaw. And so that's your your one of your starters and one of your backups right there. So I think overall we're going to see one of those two start in center position. So I'm not as curious to how it'll play out. <clears throat> Now, another thing we're paying attention to for this spring practice is Darius Taylor. Is he back? 
from being um, hobbled or dinged up last week. He it seemed to have happened in the last week's open practice, so he didn't really get a whole lot of run. Hopefully he's good and ready to go, ready to run, and we can get a couple eyes on him this week at the open practice, even just to see the exciting new four-star guy that is on campus here with the early enrollees. Now, another thing we're going to keep in mind, and probably one of the most important ones, is defensive back reps, mainly cornerback reps, and is Rylan Kelly or Tariq Watson, or both looking more confident, more polished, and look like they're picking it up quick in this now second, or technically, I guess it would be the third week of practices for the Gophers. Now, the final two things that you're going to want to kind of keep an eye on and what we're going to have circled on our our observations here at Lockdown Golden Gophers is Ethan Kalik Manis, is he continuing to find his spots and threading the needle? Is he is he picking up more what he can get away with and is he taking less risks or is it is he is he getting through i guess let me try to structure this a little bit is he getting through on more of those things where he was maybe taking some risks on and maybe he was laying it just a little short or just a little far is it starting to hit more often and he's starting to find his spots it's something to kind of keep an eye on nothing critical at this point in the offseason and then the last thing is looking at the defensive line and the linebacker rotations who is getting the starting snaps more often but who is rotating in at what positions and where are the intricate details between the defensive line and the linebackers that's what we're paying attention to here at lockdown golden gophers and we'll keep you posted on the observations we find but long term for this gophers team how quick is this hard-working team erasing mistakes because that's going to be huge this year a year of whole lot of change across the entire big 10 west division who is making less errors less frequently? Who is erasing the mistakes, learning quickly, and putting it together quick? That is what we need to see from this team, and that is the focus in these spring practices. So those are some things to keep an eye on. But we're going to get to what we are trying to talk about here, which is the big names for the Gophers, which is who are the guys about the main attention storylines that we'll see out there this year. But then who are the top five guys that won't get enough love from the national media, but probably should? That is what we're talking about coming up next. First, let's talk to you about our friends over at Built Bar, because today, I believe, is your final day to get in on the Built March Madness. You can go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite Built Bar, your favorite Puff Bar, you name it, and by voting... That way, you're going to have an opportunity at becoming a winner of a free box of Bill Bars or the one lucky winner that gets a free yearly subscription to Built 100% free. That's Bill Bars to, directly to your door every month for free. All you got to do is go do the Built March Madness uh, little tournament. You vote for your favorite bars and you submit it with an email. That's that. That's It's that simple. And now is might be your last chance to go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You got to try it. It's the best protein bar ever, in my opinion. And the time is now. Why not get a free shot at it? And then you can go over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN15 to get your 15% off your Built Bars right now while you wait to figure out if you're that lucky winner. 
All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now, let's talk about these, these media darlings for the Golden Gophers. Now, last year, if you paid attention, the national media storyline players last year were Mo Ibrahim, John Michael Schmitz, Mo Ibrahim, Tanner Morgan, Mo Ibrahim, Mariano Sarimarin got a little bit of shine as a, a lover of food, a foodie of sorts, a vocal leader on the defense. Oh, yeah. And did I mention Mo Ibrahim? Yes, those were the national media darlings last season and in good in good right. Like they deserved it. They earned it, especially Mo Ibrahim, the all world back for the Golden Gophers, one of the best backs, if not the best running back of the Gophers program. So definitely those were the names that stood out. Now, a couple that creeped in there during some of the national broadcasts, Brevin Spanford, even though they couldn't pronounce his last name, uh, I remember hearing Brevin Span fan Bam 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 Ford. Like it, it shouldn't be that hard to say his name, but they'll know it this year because he will be one of the media darlings this year that will get some shine, will get some love. He already got a kind of a nod for preseason All-American second team from one of the big ones out there in Walter Camp. So definitely much love to Brevin over on that front. He'll his name will definitely be for with the national media folks. Tyler Newbin will be up there with the national media folks recognition. Ethan Kelly McManus, the quarterback, of course, is going to get some national media love. And then I think Chris Ottman Bell will be a story in itself with both his talent on the field, his longevity with the team, and then coming back from an injury. So I think those are the guys that will get a lot of media love on the national games that the Gophers play. Those are going to be the guys you consistently hear these guys talk about. But who are the players that could maybe become darlings with a successful season in the future, but aren't going to get enough love this coming season. And when they do get maybe a mention or a quick little jab of love or whatnot, the national media will act like they're discovering this person as opposed to, no, you're just behind on the times because you don't know the Gophers full team. So that's who we're talking about today. The top five players that won't get enough media, national media attention, but probably could deserve it. So the season starts strong and Minnesota kicks off this difficult schedule five and oh, and then you will hear a lot about prior to that Michigan at Minnesota game. If Minnesota is five and oh, Michigan's five and oh, and we're heading into that game, you're going to hear a lot about those guys we talked about. Brevin Spanford, Ethan Kelly McManus, Tyler Newbin, and the others, Chris Hotman Belt that I mentioned. But who are those five that they're going to act like, oh, we're discovering these guys first. And number one for me is Justin Wally, cornerback for the Gophers. He has had some shine. He has had some major interceptions on some big platforms in the Penn State game, in the Wisconsin game in his freshman year, uh, multiple times where he's coming up with these huge interceptions and is a name to keep an eye on, but will be the top defensive cornerback for this team. I think he's a player that is absolutely going to get some love, get some draw. People are going to be like, oh, this cornerback, Justin Wally, he seems to really hold it down. He can be out there on an island, folks. Like, you can just hear it now. You can hear him with their classic buzzwords and all of that. So Justin Wally is number one for me on the ones that won't get enough attention, but probably should. Number two is Cody Lindenberg. Now, Cody Lindenberg, when he got opportunities last year, 
got into some of these national media talks when they were playing in the bowl game, when they were playing in some of those late games, the Wisconsin game, because Cody Lindenberg was flying out there. He had the energy. He was coming forward on like every tackle. He was always there on the play. And that's going to continue as he continues to get more reps, but also as he continues to think less and play more. And he talked about that in the media presser most recently that we had with Cody, where he was talking about, it was more helpful for him last year being able to play in a lot of live snaps over the back half of the year because it allows him to think less because he understands what their game plan is. He understands what they're trying to do. He understands the focus. So now he can go out there and read the field. He can go out there and see what the teams are doing, adjust to it, make the plays, read it, and go. And that is going to help him because he can play so much more naturally. The game will come more naturally to him it'll slow down for him and if you thought he was in there on the play in there like swimwear on the play all the time last year i think you're going to see it even more this year and i think his name is absolutely going to be in the conversation you'll also hear about how he grew up in minnesota you'll hear about how he learned from mariana sorry marin who took him under his wings and really showed him the ways you're going to hear all of that you're going to hear how he fought back from injuries in the early parts of his career and now how he is just absolutely balling out that's what you're going to hear from Cody Lindenberg and I'm here for it he's earned it and he's going to continue to earn it moving forward number three for me is Daniel Jackson and it isn't particularly close I think you could put Daniel at one you could put him at two you could put him at three but he is absolutely going to be one of those names that people are like whoa this kid, Daniel Jackson, has something special. In fact, they're going to go and they're going to reference some of the games that he had last year where all of a sudden he's scoring two touchdown game, two touchdowns in the bowl game. He's scoring two touchdowns in uh, the Wisconsin game to help bring the axe back home, back-to-back years. You're going to hear about it, but you're going to hear about, oh, how is this guy so open? How is he creating separation, so much separation? Are these guys even guarding him? Get ready for it because Daniel Jackson has put it together. He is looking real pristine already in these spring practices, and he was looking better and better throughout the entirety of last season. Now, you have to remember, Daniel Jackson was coming back from injury. He missed the first two and a half, three games last season because of an injury. He missed most of fall camp last year because of an injury. Then he comes back in the Michigan State game. He came back a half a game before that, played on limited reps, pitch count, comes back full-time in that Michigan State game, shows out right away in the Michigan State game. Then then the Purdue Purdue game was the offense for the most part. He was literally one of the only things that was sparking in that game to even keep it close in the first place. Then you go to games later on in the season, he continues to build and come alive and really showed, hey, I can be a number one receiver. I'm not just you know playing limited role here or playing extra snaps because Chris Ottman Bell is hurt. No. As he went on, he showed, I am that dude. I can make these plays. Get me the ball. Put it in the space, and I got you. So Daniel Jackson is going to be one that will be intriguing, be a name, and I absolutely think he'll be one that gets some love, but not enough from the start. Now, number four is Nathan Bow. Now, some stories, you're going to hear some stories from the coaches talking about Nathan Bow and how hard of a worker he is. And he was patient and he took his time sitting behind John Michael Schmitz, but he's a great vocal leader and no one loves Minnesota more than Nathan Bow. PJ Fleck has said that himself. His teammates have talked about his great leadership and how much he loves this squad and the standards that are set by this coaching staff. And Nathan Bow is a Minnesota guy through and through, and no one loves Minnesota more than Nathan Bow. And that will be ran with people will love that they'll fall in love with it you add that together 
with his teammates talking about the same sentiment. And he holds up the standards. Plus, All-American John Michael Schmitz is on the departure. And maybe he's a first-round guy. And they'll amp that up. Remember, John Michael Schmitz, first-round guy. So this guy had to take his time. He had to be patient. He had to wait for it. But look at him coming through now. He looks so great. Again, you can already hear the storylines. So Nathan Bow is definitely going to be one of those guys that creeps in, gets some love, but doesn't get enough from the jump. Now, number five. I think is absolutely going to find his name somehow in the national media when we get a couple of those games and maybe not enough Gophers fans are talking about him right now. I know Ryan Burns absolutely loves him. I know Daniel House has good looks on him. I know that he stood out to me a little bit in these practices as well. I know the coaches have spoken glowingly of him. Who is this final one in our top five? And it's none other than Jack Henderson. And I said his name, last name right this time. I know before in previous shows, I had mixed it between Hendrickson and Henderson. It is Jack Henderson. He's an absolute baller. He has the size of a linebacker. And most of the coaches have mentioned that. When they first met this guy, they were like, who is this dude that's moving so fluidly but looks like a linebacker? Turns out, no, he was a safety. And they're going to be playing him at the nickel position where you saw Flip Dixon a lot. So that opportunity is wide open. And it looks like Jack Henderson's for the taking. Now, the coaches all have been talking about how great they are, how great he stands out, how impressive he has been so far in the early stages of this thing. I've heard Coach PJ Fleck talk about him, Coach Rossi talk about him, Coach Collins talk about him. I might have even heard Coach Monroe talk about him as well. That is, He's making an impact, a lasting impact, and I think even when we got to the field, even when we got to that practice, that one practice we've seen so far, he stood out, and he stood out in a good way. He was in position. He was making plays. He was getting his hand on the ball, and you got to remember, this is his first camp. This is his first time getting into this defensive system, and it seems like it's coming very naturally. So as we get through spring, as we get through early fall, don't be surprised for this guy to trigger faster, for this guy to be there for impact plays, for this guy to make big moments. So I'm excited for Jack Henderson. I think he is going to be a big time player for the Gophers. And then on top of that, you have extra storyline with him transferring in, moving up from the FCS. Plus he just balls out. That will lend itself to more stories, more opportunities and more recognition. So that's the top five players that won't get enough national media attention from the jump, but probably will earn their way into more. That's number one, Justin Wally, number two, Cody Lindenberg, number three, Daniel Jackson, number four, Nathan Bowe, and number five, Jack Henderson. Now we're going to close this show out talking about the changes within the Big Ten West because I truly think this division is up for grabs and there are a lot of question marks throughout. So which team has had the least amount of changes and what do the Gophers need to put together to really bring home this division and possibly the final season where we have these divisions coming up next. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. We're talking about the Big Ten West Division. This might be the actual final year of these divisions before UCLA and USC come in, before there's a new structure, a new a new way of playing the Big Ten. It all might be coming in 2024. So what is going to be the key in the Big Ten West Division? Now, if you look across the division, the entire division, every single team has changes, big changes. Some of them a little bit less, 
like Iowa, I think Iowa has the least amount of big changes across the board. They have the same OC, same DC, same head coach all coming back. They have some key players. They're running back who was the head of the room last year, was a true freshman, so he's going to get more and more opportunity. They have some good defenders still coming back. Their top uh, defensive back is going to be back. Iowa always seems to find a way to replace the big losses they have on defense. They have people in the waiting, so that's just natural change, and I'm not too worried about them. Plus, they bring in a far better quarterback. They bring in another talented tight end to pair with their upcoming tight end. I was looking good. I was the team that is definitely one of the teams to beat at the top of this thing in the Big Ten West, in my opinion. And we have to beat Iowa. So just knowing that they're the team with probably the least amount of change tells you already that Iowa matchup is going to be no joke. It's going to be tough. And the Gophers are going to have to have their boots ducks in a row if they think they're going to come out with a victory, the first one in PJ Flex era with the Gophers. Now, another team that hasn't seen a ton of major change, just maybe lost a lot of production over the part is Northwestern. Now, they were already struggling from the jump, so I'm not too worried about them because they have a lot of bouncing back to do in general. You're losing NFL talent, like a lot of NFL talent that was already kind of holding things together in your one-win season. There isn't a whole lot of top names that you can think of coming to the team, and I know people love Coach Fitzgerald's character and his mantra and the leader he is, but... It has not been pretty over the last few years, and I don't expect it to get any prettier now. So Northwestern, no major changes, but that could be a bad thing. Then you move into a Minnesota. Now, Minnesota is probably the team at third who has seen the least amount of changes, but has some major changes coming through. The main one being the offensive coordinator switch. But that being said, the people stepping into the offensive coordinator roles, because there's two of them, if you didn't know that, is Matt Simon and Greg Harbo. Now, those two have been so much into the Kirk Shiraka system and worked with Coach PJ Fleck for so many years and had so many experience with both of those guys that it's not completely starting from scratch. It's not something completely new. So it isn't that major of a change. It's just maybe more principle changes, more timing of calling changes. But overall, these players aren't going out there learning a brand new playbook. They're getting adjustments. They're getting maybe different principles or different concepts added in. But overall, it isn't a massive change. So that's why Minnesota, it's not too crazy. Now, if you look at the losing the starters on defense, there's a lot of impact production lost there, but there are a lot of depth with this Gophers team last year. That's what we talked about over and over and over. This team is so deep. There's so many players. If someone goes down, we have someone to step in. Well, now we don't have as much depth on that defense but you have a lot of guys who have the talent, have the ability, and have some experience to get in there and be these starters. So it's not too worrying that there are eight starters from last year that are no longer on the team. The only starters that are really back on the defensive side of ball is Kyler Baugh, Tyler Newbin, and then the edge that was opposite of Danny Strigow. Now that switched, or not Danny Strigow, of Thomas Rush. Now that switched up between Danny Strigow, Ja Joyner, Jalen Logan Redding, Saw different combinations of them all, but again, all those guys have experience now. They have time there, so I'm not too worried about it overall. I think it's going to be a fine transition for the Gophers, but it's stepping up. It's who are the leaders stepping up? Who are the guys who are going to step up into more production? That's the biggest thing for the Gophers moving forward. 
now Wisconsin. Wisconsin has seen a lot of change. New head coach, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. They're not running the same type of style. They're not playing the old hard ground and pound Wisconsin tough, gritty, get all the big linemen and get your good running back and get it going. No, this team is trying to pass the ball. They brought in a lot of DBs, a lot of quarterbacks, and a lot of wide receivers to try and spice this thing up, make it something different. On top of that, they've lost some defensive stars. They've lost a few offensive linemen. They lost their quarterback. There's a whole bunch of change. Change is massive when it comes to Wisconsin. And so that's why I think maybe I'm tempering expectations for them a little bit. Do I think long-term they could be super competitive? Yes. But I'm not sure it's going to be there right away from the jump in 2023. We'll see Nebraska, similar notion, new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, a decent amount of impact players leaving. Trey Palmer at the wide receiver position is going to the NFL. Some defensive starters also departing as well. So lots of change over there. Illinois has a new defensive coordinator and that defense was the the staple for Illinois last year. That was the driving factor paired with their running back. That was the driving factor, the defense and the running back. Well, the defense coordinator's gone. The stars on the defense are gone, besides maybe one or two linemen coming back. And the running back is gone. In fact, the quarterback is gone. They might have the most major production leaving the program of all of the Big Ten West teams. So it's going to be tough for Illinois. I think they're going to be asking a lot of different folks to step up there. So we'll see how that comes along on top of a new defensive coordinator. And then the final one, Purdue who has a new head coach, new offense coordinator, new defense coordinator, and a majority of the passing production is absolutely gone with the quarterback that some of the top wide receivers, lots of change again. So you, you just heard about all the change. You just heard about everything going on in the Big Ten West. Change is a huge thing for the year of 2023, but the bad news for Minnesota is they could possibly have the hardest schedule within the division and all of this change. Now, the positive is, they probably have the second least impactful changes when it's paired with the quality of players returning from a moderately good season. Again, and internally, that offensive coordinator being with from the same system within the same thing, so it's not a complete shakeup. Now, outside of Iowa, no one else in the conference brings major worry to me in this one. So it's really handling the games that you need to handle and then being in the games that people want to count you out of. And that comes with the work now, the extra work that comes with putting in the extra time outside of practice. What are you doing to get better in the film room? What are you doing to get better within the system? Play faster, act faster. That's going to be the biggest thing to set Minnesota apart. Ethan learning right now. I can tell you for a fact, Ethan Caligmanis is grinding, wanting to be the one that proves everybody wrong, wanting to be the one that gets the Gophers in that conversation, gets them over the hump and be that quarterback that people maybe are counting out or not knowing enough of heading into the season within the Big Ten and walking out one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. So I know he's grinding, and I am excited to see what he does there. Now, could Wisconsin and Nebraska get there? Could they get to a point of consistency where they're doing a lot and doing well in the 23 season? Sure. But huge monumental changes in velocity, Philosophy and play style and approach is tough to adjust to no matter how you slice it. So I'm thinking those teams are going to be more close to a seven win team or a six win team than a nine or 10 win team. 
it's going to be tough regardless of how easy the schedule looks because you have so many changes coming through. And then also fun fact on top of that, friend of the show, Daniel House over at Gophers Guru mentioned to me that Luke Fickle's teams have been some of the most penalized teams in the entire FBS for the past few years now. So you, I add in, you have a whole lot of changes, a whole lot of philosophy, and then you talk about the teams haven't been the most disciplined on the field. That can come back to bite you, especially in the Big Ten. So I think it is going to still be a learning year. Now, will they make a bowl game? Probably. They'll probably still get to a bowl game and have some success. But I think it is a stretch to get them to a division win in this first year. All of this is to say that Minnesota can make up ground. They can get there. They can put their names towards the top of this division in the spring sessions, in the fall, by gelling together, by working out the kinks with the younger players, getting them more and more field time, more and more reps, and getting them into this thing quickly. Because the more you do that, the more set up for success this team is in 2023, regardless of the difficult schedule, regardless of all of that, they can power through if they start cleaning it up now. So that's going to do it for us here at Locked On Golden Gophers. I do think the Gophers are in that top three of the pack in the Big Ten West. So now it's starting to do the extra work to get to the top two, get to the top team in the division. And I'm excited to see what is going to happen from it. Let me know your thoughts down below. Let me know what team you think are the top of the top in the Big Ten West in 2023 in the comments on YouTube. Be sure to hit subscribe while you're there. This is Kane Rob signing off. I'll see you tomorrow. Row the boat. Sky Yuma. Go Gophers.